Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. I feel to say these words from the Bible, beloved. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always right throughout your lives. The Lord will bless you. The Lord will keep you. The Lord will lift up His countenance over you and be gracious to you. Grace to you and peace and love from God the Father, His Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. May the anointing of the Holy Spirit go with you in this life till we meet the Lord in the air in accordance with the Word of God. We thank you, Father, for it. In Jesus' name, and all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, everybody. You may be seated. My goodness, we've got um, a night that I think in many ways, in so many ways, um, is more significant than any of the previous years in which I've done such a prophetic preview. And I actually called it by the word, I perceive 2024. Instead of just straight prophesying, I perceive. I remember the words of the Apostle Paul, Acts 27 and 10. And I'll try to stick to these things because I could write the thesis on tonight's sermon. Paul the Apostle says, that in Acts 27 and 10, he says, Brethren, I perceive that this journey is heading towards disaster. There will be a storm. The Eurocludos, the great wind from the east with high waves, on the way. And he said, I perceive. They all ignored him at that moment in time. And they did so at their own peril. But Paul, the man of God, had destiny to be fulfilled and therefore... The boat did not sink, and they were all delivered. But I perceive. The word perceive here, both in Old and New Testament, means literally coming out of the Holy Spirit, a revelation of what's coming, a perception, a prophetic awareness of where the world is heading to. So therefore, Deuteronomy 29 and 4 says, Yet the Lord has not given you a heart, has not the Lord given you a heart to perceive and eyes to hear and see, ears to hear, eyes to see to this very day? Now, in the book of Deuteronomy 33 and 26, I thought I'd put this in here because if you look at the Hebrew text um, and you try to work out by a Hebrew Bible, where is in the Hebrew calendar, the year 5784, and ours is 2024. But if I take the 5784 number verse of the Bible, it becomes a problematic thing because every translation gives you a different amount, even languages of words in the Bible. But I couldn't help. But every time that I went on another research flow on this particular thing to find out what then is the verse? And I kept every time landing up in the song of Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 33. And the 26th verse was just outstanding out of the song of Moses. One more chapter and he would be at the end of his ministry and his life in Deuteronomy 34. In 26 he says, There's none like the God of Yeshurun, which means it's like I don't even know how to quite, it's like a loving term. It's like, can I say a term of endearment for one of a better expression? It means the God of the dear or his dear and upright people who rides the heavens to help you and his excellency in the clouds. The eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms he will thrust out the enemy from before you and he will say, destroy. God will accompany you in this year. That is close to the verse number uh, 5784, which is the Jewish calendar. Now we know neither the Jewish calendar 
or the Gregorian calendar are altogether accurate. But we go by these two figures, and I could get into biblical numerics right now, but for a moment I'm just going to leave that. But what is very important is that this year is 5724. It's also 2024. And this 24 is very important, particularly the last letter is 4. Last year, we had the Hebrew alphabet, Aleph, Beit, Gimel, Dalet, Chevav, Sayin. We take the fourth verse or the fourth letter. And now we have the fourth letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And that is, of course, um, excuse me a sec. That's the letter Dalet. The ancient Hebrew, I was listening to lectures of, of rabbis, Hebrew rabbis, Israelis, and listen, listening to what they said, there we have Dalet the God, Dalet, Dalet the God, Dalet the God. And these two words were like connected in early Hebrew, meaning and referring to number one, a door, number two, fish. Fish playing a major role in terms of multiplication. Jesus multiplied the bread and the fish. And if you know, for example, in his fourth miracle, like if you just take the book of John and uh, you go to chapter six, you go, you find him multiplying the bread and the fish. Five loaves and two fish. That gives you the number seven. Seven is very important. Five grace, two of course, God the Father, God the Son, and he's doing the, mir the miraculous multiplication of fish, you see that even in the net, he said to Peter, I've made you a shepherd, a shepherd, and from now on, you will be, you will not only be fishing, or be a shepherd, or one who gathers fish, but you will be fishing for the souls of men. We are the harvest of God in the earth. And so, in the book of Revelation, chapter number three and seven, think of the word Dalet, which is really the fourth letter in the Hebrew alphabet. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia. Right. These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. Everybody say the key of David. Hold that one there. What he opens, no one can shut. What he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds and I've placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength and yet you've kept my word and you've not denied my name. Notice in the first place, just for the sake of the musicians here tonight, we talk about the key of David. Now there are keys and we know keys unlock doors, unlock things, open up certain situations. But the key of David runs much deeper than just the fact that he had the authority as a king to reign, to wage war and conquer the enemies and subdue them and to reign as a man after God's heart. But also David was the chief musician. He was the man that played the harp. And it is said that King David was able to attain through his harp music to certain notes you know, in an octave, you have got seven and five. Yeah, five and seven of those notes. And uh, a total of 12 notes in an octave. And um, then it's very important to understand that with the fall of mankind, all music changed. If you look at music in the Bible and you look at um, what it says about music, then it says to you that music is a multiplication of the number 11. 11 multiplied by so many, to the times of, to the power of. 11 so many vibrations per second. And every note, do, that you have, every one of those keys plays on those vibrations. Yet in the kingdom of God, it does not go like that. So with the fall of Satan, and the fall of Adam and Eve, music changed. The key of David is actually, and refers to more than just that, the keys 
of the piano of music. David is the chief musician. David would pave the way to enter into the presence of God through music and open up the entire music world to us. So we talk today of the restoration in the latter days of the tabernacle of David. People haven't got a clue how powerful worship and praise can be. I don't think the band even understands that. It's just that powerful that your worship in the new year will be that powerful. And particularly when you speak in the Spirit or sing in the Spirit, or particularly when it comes to the violin. The violin, a trained violin, we've got a first chair violinist that played tonight, and Everett is able to discern notes that the normal ear, because of his training, cannot hear. Those notes like kind of in between and peripheral to that, that was the kind of music. So when he plays to me one of those songs of, of particularly Hebrew songs, then that just sets me alight. Every time I hear it, it sets me alight. Now, let me go on immediately. Now, it says here what he opens, no one can shut, verse number seven there. And what he shuts, no one can open. Verse eight, Revelation three and eight. See, I have placed before you an open door. See, I have placed before you an open door. This is very important what you are reading here. And it says here, uh, this word open door is, is a, the word open is a verb. A door is a noun. So we have a verb on that open door. It's not just, this door is able to open up and to close. And God is able to shut out or allow, open the windows of heaven or not. I've heard now some of the people that have gone into biblical numerics and mathematics, I've listened to what they had to say. Same thing, they come back to this, but they speak of many doors and many opportunities. I believe God wants all of you to have many doors and many opportunities in the new year. And how many of you say amen to that? Amen. That new opportunities and all these things would come your way. Now, in a way, when you do a prophetic sermon and a survey like this, brethren, I perceive, you have to take all facts in, in recognition. You have to really assess everything. Now, the open door means it can open, it can shut. It is a verb. There's a verkwoord. And in the, in, in the aorist tense there in the Greek, it is something that is there by God's command. He can open the door and say, I knew you not. Or he can close the door and, uh, or open it and say, enter into the kingdom of God. So the word door is very important. The word door refers in the very first place if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, you look at verse number one, where Paul, the Second um, Corinthians 12, one, Paul says, it's needless for me to boast. I know of a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know. But such a man in the body, out of the body, can't tell that such a man went up to paradise in the third heaven. Okay? Where he heard words unutterable to be spoken. Then there is also John chapter number four, the book of, of Revelation chapter number four where John hears a voice that says, come up here, and then he sees a great door in heaven. Now tonight I will venture and I will say this, by the grace of God, really by the grace of God, I have unplanned, unasked for, nothing of my influence, not even of my thoughts, I've had a number of visions of heaven. And one of them was the holy city, very clearly, unbelievable. What a sight to see that city high and lifted up, the golden city, and with family and friends gathering at the gates, awaiting people to come through. I saw that, and it was amazing. The other experience that happened to me was, and I'm gonna shorten this very quickly, because this is actually a long story, but I had a vision, unexpected, in fact, we went down to the Kruger National Park. This is the real thing. Went to the Kruger Park, went to one of the lodges there in the Kruger National Park. I was lying on the bed in the afternoon, waiting for an afternoon drive into the park, just taking a break, quick 40, 40 winks, they call it. And then the next thing, I was caught into a dream. This dream became so vivid that I felt something is busy happening to me. Two visions would follow. 
I felt an enormous power. I cannot explain to you such glory, such power as I have never in my life experienced. It literally lifted me out, like out through the roof. I didn't know if I was alive. I didn't know if I was dead. I just went out. I ascended into heaven unexpectedly. I didn't know what was coming next. I went up and as I went, I did not go towards the heavenly city at that time, the first of the visions. I went up until it seemed to me, if I look at the atmosphere, look at the, you have the toposphere, you have the stratosphere, you have the mesosphere, you have the, um, the thermosphere, you have the exosphere, and then you go out about 300 kilometers above the earth or more, 300, 3,000, and that's like halfway to the moon. You look back, there's the earth, it's in darkness. And I looked at the earth, and then I saw there were people on the earth by the indication, I saw lights coming on, and I said, what is this? But it was like that I knew. It was when people came into a prayer closet to pray. When they prayed, everything changed. Light came on in the nations as the globe was turning. I was up there. I had such a fright. I thought, you're going to be dead. This is like minus, minus absolute zero. This, you're going to be dead. You can't breathe. There's no oxygen here. What are you doing here? You're never prepared. And I'm, I'm like kind of very concerned. Life is over on earth. I'm dead. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not alive. The next moment I felt the same force take me straight down to the earth, landed on a spot right next to my house. There I planted an olive tree, took me immediately up the second time. I was in the spirit. I felt a force such as I have never felt before. So glorious I could not describe. Thought I was dead again, but I was alive. But you don't know whether you're dead, whether you're alive. You just go at an enormous speed. When I went up the second time, it was so powerful that I thought I'm going to spin out of control going up. And there were clouds going up with me. These clouds accompany me. There's a hand that came out of one of the clouds. It was a very strong arm, big, powerful arm, grabbed me by my side, stabilized me and took me up. Then I looked up, I saw a door. This door was gold. It was like on the other underside of the city that was there on, in heaven. It was like from the bottom up, there's a door, like a normal door, like a rectangle, like that shape there, this, this particular manual I've got here. It's this door and everything was gold. I went through that gold, that door of gold. Then I went into the city and I saw the city on the inside. And later on, I would see the homes on the inside. The Lord had permitted me these things. It is by His grace. It's not because I asked for it, not because I wanted to imagine it. I don't even claim it. It's just if I tell you a lie, then I might as well just die right here. But I'm telling you the truth. So therefore, um, when I went up there, there was a veil. And one of the angels that were with me then said to me at this time, listening to the music in that place called heaven, in that city, the sound was beyond anything that anyone could, I could never imagine. There was almost like a sound of brass as those angels sing and they were going fast in and out and dropped through that door down to the earth and some came in. They were all on missions and they were all reporting. There was a veil hanging up there and it was solid gold. It had a different color gold. It was more beautiful than any of the other colors. I looked at that veil and then after that I said, is it possible? There's an angel with me. I said, is it possible for me to see behind that veil? He said, you have not yet died. You cannot see. That's the place of the dwelling of the Most High. You must go now. And then I dropped through that door down to the bottom. There is a door in heaven. Paul spoke about it. He says, heaven, paradise, the third heaven. I saw that. All these things and the people, our family and our members of family that have been saved have gone ahead of us, I tell you now. They met me at the gate. They said, Harold, I didn't even know them. I, many of them said, Harold, yeah, an apartment, me, and a And they friendly, and they hugged me, and I'm looking around in the gate there of that city in another, in the second vision. And I realized that they knew me, but I didn't know who they were. But I realized they were family. They were descendants or ancestors that went out ahead of me. Now, this door that opens to me is way more important than what it is, the fact that it's a single door, the fact that it's a verb, when it speaks of an open door, verb, open door, it's like opening door, or door that opens, opens, it's, it's a verb. So if I look at that, then to me it is far more 
because the bridegroom is right now getting ready to come and fetch the bride. And there is a message ever so powerful for the church. I'm telling you now, I said to Mort in the car this morning after the first service, we were in the car and I said to her, you know, she said to me and I said to her, to us, Mort and I, heaven is such a reality. I've seen this a few times. Unexpected, I didn't ask for it. The Lord would show me things and even windows up there and more things that are in heaven to be seen. And then one came walking to me and he gave me a glass and in the glass I could see it was silver but you could see right through that silver. It was a glass of the communion and he says, by this you will overcome every force that you have to face on earth. And so with the Lord, we're able to do a lot of things. Jesus is Lord and we give glory to God the Father. The Lord said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. And if I've gone to prepare that place, I'll come and fetch you unto myself. Now we know 2 Thessalonians and 1 Thessalonians, particularly 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4, 23, that the Lord Himself would ascend with a shout and the sound of the archangel, the voice of the archangel, and the dead in Christ shall arise. Then those who are alive will not preceding those who are in the grave, for the graves will open up and they will come out and together we will arise to meet the Lord in the air. When you talk about the departure of the church in the final hour, this world is going to see a shaking like you don't know. I'm telling you now, you know, as you grow older and you realize you're preparing for heaven's gates, you're preparing with all of your, you're given your whole life, you've given everything. Jy het jou knieën doorgebid, dat jy nie meer haar op jou knieën het nie. You realize, life is very short. Very short. And you realize, that all of your life, my dear friend, tonight, is based on one thing. And that is, what did you do with Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came to save you, and to wash you in his blood and pay for your sins on the cross. What did you do about it? So let's leave the door for a moment. If I look at Psalm number 24, the earth is the Lord's and all of its fullness, the world and all those who dwell therein. For he has founded upon the seas and he established it upon the waters. Who may ascend, what I've just said, to the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? By the way, that city sits like what looks like to me, like, like this beautiful, it's like a hill that goes up and it's surrounded by the most beautiful landscape, unbelievable, unbespeakable, as King David said. Who may ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in His holy place? He was clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to an idol nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord. Psalm number 24 for the year 2024 and the righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, Salah. It's a musical term, Salah. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up your everlasting doors. The door, the door there. Of course, Revelation, where the Lord speaks, he says, the door. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? Who is this King of glory? The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift up your everlasting doors. Then the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. With that, I'd say to you also to read Psalm 84 for the Hebrew side, 5, 7, 8, 4, 8, 4 and 24. 84, Psalm 84. And I, I will say to you, notice the words in verse 12. The Lord of hosts, Blessed is the man who trusts in you. Now I'm putting a lot of things together. You must bear with me because I need to speak things that will ultimately come together in a whole and give you one single, with the help of the Lord, impression and understanding. Trust in the Lord, Proverbs 3 verse 5. Blessed is the man who trusts in you, Psalm 84, 12. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. So, just to go on from there very quickly and spend time because time to me is a major 
problem when it comes, I can write the book on this, easy. Um, trust is akin to the word amon, emunah, the word faith in Hebrew. So when you trust God, you believe God will take you through any storm. How many of you believe God can take you through any storm? Right. If you believe God will take you through any storm, then or through any storm, then He will do just exactly that. Now, it's very important to understand the year 20 represents 2024 in English in our Gregorian calendar. 20 is the number of um, registering for soldiers. When the men of Israel, young men, when they registered for war, they were to be at age of 20. The number 20, therefore, is very important. It's a double 10. 10, again, is 10 commandments, double 10, divine law and order. But at the same time, 24 is 20 plus 4. The Dalit, we know, the door, and we know 20 is war. But if you look at this Proverbs, um, or shall I say Psalm uh, chapter number, Psalm number 20 and Psalm 84, if I take these two Psalms, the Hebrew side, the other side, then I see there's very interesting things here. And I couldn't help but notice this, that if you say Psalm 24, you take, you know, the elements of the periodic table, I hope, I don't know how many of you know the elements of the periodic table, but that's in physics. But if you take the 24th element, it's polonium. What is polonium? Polonium is a very active, because of the isotope construction of that atom. Polonium is a very active uh, component that if you have one gram of polonium put together, you can actually have, it would produce automatically because of the vibrations in the atoms, would produce a 500 Celsius temperature. But not lasting because the energy when coming together, it, it wears out, but they use it in terms of space, technology, and of course, polonium is part of uranium, which is part of atomic warfare. The threat of atomic warfare in the new year is a very present and real and present danger. I don't even know how to say it strong enough. But we know that there are people with fiddle fingers, they sit with a red button. They wanna shoot that thing, we know it. If you watch the news, every day I research. It's my life, it's research. I see what goes on. I see how these people, I see North Korea, I see Russia, I see the things, the threats that go on. I notice that there's this whole nuclear arsenal, we're talking Russia, we're talking about the United States. I don't wanna get into all the nuclear stuff, but let me tell you that in the new year, this nuclear threat is a, we must pray, the church must pray, the church must pray, the church must pray. And so it is definitely so. That's polonium. If you go to uh, the um, element number 84, that'll take you to chrome, chrome, chrome. So if you have chrome, what is that? It's used to combat rust again for spacecraft, very important, and for, uh, you know, to chrome things. But it's also used to harden steel again when it comes to weapons. It's part and parcel of the component, the making up of weapons that is that is hardened, the steel is hardened for purposes, particularly when you have things that are, what we would say, panzerkara, army tanks, things that are armored vehicles. So that in itself, 20 and 84, 2024, 2084, 5784, those two years on both sides, same year, ends on that number there. I don't wanna to get too deep into this because I know I can confuse people if I get into these things, and I must not. So. Just know this, these are factors that we need to face. Now, I speak about the world and also what will happen in terms of this year. I'm gonna speak about South Africa 2024, which I don't know, do as a normal thing. I don't talk about South Africa first thing, but it includes obviously the United States. It would include, include uh, all the other nations of the world. And if we look at what is this, the absolute thing that I need to bring across to the church tonight is that this is going to be the year of prayer. Mark my words. If you haven't got a prayer life, God's going to take you to your knees. Word wat ek nou 
You know, I can come along with a lot of feel-good sermons here, but I've got to do a reality check. And I know also, I've been looking here at, um, at um, people, Dr. Neighbor, who is also a professor, three universities. He's now still alive, as far as I know. He's 93, 94. And he was saying to me, you know what? They're people, they live just on ground level. But as Christians filled with the Holy Spirit, we need to live on the upper level, like the upper room. But there are levels. And I said to him, you know what? To me, there's a lot of Christians that dig, dig so deep into darkness of sin that they actually live in the basement where the demons fly around. And they're tormented before they even depart. And then they won't be saved because of the extreme sins that they get into. So there's the basement level. There's the ground level. And there's the upper room. Some people stay on that. You know, one day I heard a man of God preach a sermon and says, don't be like chicken Christians. Always on the ground. Peck, 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 peck. Never a level higher. But rather be like eagles and ascend. God wants you to go up. There must be a translation. There must be a change in your spiritual life in the new year. You can attain to that in your prayer life and in the reading of this book. Every year we say, read the book in a year, and we say it again, but now. I need to say this to you, that um, Antichrist spirit is busy spreading at a pace on the planet. Now, let me bring you a couple of, of, of um, thoughts that I can bring from the Bible. 1 John 2 and 8. Little children, this is the last hour, and you've heard that the Antichrist is coming. 2,000 years ago, he lived up to us, actually 1,900 years in some, 20, 24, he lived till 100 years AD, John the Apostle. Um, little children, it is the last hour, he said then. And as you've heard, that the Antichrist is coming. Even now many Antichrists have come. Now notice, by which we know that it's the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they'd been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they may be made manifest. Spirit of the Antichrist active on the planet right now. In a major scale. I said major scale. If I could speak in, in Spanish, I'd say, or, or in Portuguese, said, muchos grandes. Moving. Certainly not muito bom. But muchos grandes. Very big. Spreading of the Antichrist spirit. Who is a liar, but he who denies that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you don't believe in the power of the blood of Jesus, the blood covenant, if you don't believe in the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you don't believe in the apostles, you don't believe in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, you don't believe in the apostles and what they wrote and their letters, you reject all of that, you present another type of whatever religion might be on the planet, that is the Spirit of the Antichrist. He who does not confess that Jesus, 1 John chapter number 4, is the Christ, is not of God. But he who confesses that Jesus is the Christ, the one who has come into the flesh, died upon the cross. John, John, 1 John 4 and up to verse 4. I'm speaking faster because I'm trying to think at that pace because I think faster, much faster than what I can actually read. And so in 1 John chapter before up to verse 4, it says, but you have overcome them and greater is he who is in you than he is in the world. We need to understand. I tell you now, this church of Jesus Christ has so much power and authority most people do not understand that. They just don't know. They think anybody walking around performing witchcraft, divination, sorcery has got power. They've got no power. They've got no power. The power of God is with you. You face the year 2024 with the power of God with you. Can you say amen? It's really a thing. Now, I need to say this to you. This is the year of worldwide um, unrests. And I'll say this to you, but this is what I perceive. I say this to you because this year alone on this planet, there are 50 nations or more where there will be national elections, us being one. Now let me talk about that for a moment and just speak to you because I speak globally, including the United States, including India, elections this new year, 2024. 
If I, if I explain this to you like this, politics, the God of the world system, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, who has blinded the eyes of the people, lest the knowledge of the glory of God should shine upon them. God's commanded the light to shine, but they didn't want the light. They didn't turn to the Lord, therefore the veil is never taken away. They blind it, and because of irrepentance, because of the sin that is in the world, the work of the Antichrist, unbelief, and all the stuff that's going on on this planet, all the immorality and the not, what not. Now, um, with these political parties, you have what you call ideologies. They have got an ideology, and here is the story. This is history. This is what you find in the Bible. Daniel, the prophet, tells you all about the successive uh, angels that come, the prince of Persia, the prince of Greece. The, then, of course, there's the prince, the prince of the Roman Empire and all of that. We see that in Daniel chapter number 10, if he spoke, speaks about these successive evil forces, fallen angels that come to try and govern over nations. They connect to political ideologies. Because the political ideology is not necessarily biblical ideology. And so therefore, unless it is an outright Christian-inspired Holy Spirit movement, they connect to political ideologies, all the isms that you get. They connect to that. Then they promote that. And through that, they begin to govern. So very simple question when it comes to any form of politics in any nation. Look at the political party. What is the fruit on the tree? What is the fruit on the boom? If you see the fruit of the tree, you know what spirit is working there, aren't you? Able to see that. They connect to ideologies and then they enforce that. So you have to ask a sensible question when it comes to these things. Anywhere on the planet, not just here, everywhere. If you look at the fruit of the tree, then you ask yourself the question, how would I live with that particular fruit tree as being my cover? What would that tree, it's producing it now, what will it produce tomorrow? Very simple, okay. So let's just talk a little bit about South Africa here. Now, I need to say to you that um, comes to South Africa, there is a, a very interesting situation. I must get this for you. This is what I discovered in my documents and research, in my personal notes here. National, uh, the, the national, the... Um, I've got to get this first. There's a significant numbers of political parties in South Africa. According to the Independent Electoral Commission, the IEC, there are now 2,260 political parties in this country. This include, or includes, I got it here in my notes, 1,488 parties that are officially registered. So you have 1,488 options. With 675 registered at a national level, that's 675 options. And 1,585 at a municipal level. Now, the National Assembly in this country currently has a representation from 14 different political parties. So it does go down like a trough, but I need you to know about those things. A diverse range, range of ideologies and interests. Spot the ideology, discern the spirit behind it, because this is where prayer is going to take this church in the new year. Are you listening to me? I'm serious about this. You know, Morrisonero preached in this country in the cloud of the glory of the Lord appeared above the tent. We had a double tent connected. There's about 5,000 people there in the night and the cloud of the glory was photographed. I've got the picture in my study, two places in my study. It's here, I think 
upstairs also upon my table. We have the cloud of the glory of God above the tent that night. He said, the Apollo, the Christians of this country must learn to control the spirits that control the politicians. I say it again, control the spirits that control the politicians. Did you hear me now? Het jylle my mooi gehoor, beheer neem, gesag neem, oor, over die de machterboze geest in die licht, in die wereldheersers van die duisternis van die die eeuw, let me say that again, principality powers, uh, the rulers of the doctors of this world, and spiritual laws of wickedness, wickedness in the heavenlies, we need to understand our authority and our power over the forces of darkness, take authority over all these strange spirits that are wanting to control this nation, every nation, including the United States of America. It gives you an idea of what goes on. And then, there's far more, but I don't want to go with that. I'll go back here to this. I have noted several prayers that I want you to notice when it comes to the prayer life of the Lord Jesus Christ. But also, I need to say to you that Jesus, let me get to the right one here, is in control of our country. I can preach you. Listen to me now. I can preach you a real feel-good sermon. You can so good feel that you look as if you had dozen Romans created. Just ice cream and caramel and stuff. But I've got to do a reality check because we're living on this planet, we're living here now. We've got a country and there are all kinds of political ideologies, you know how many. And we've got to pray and learn through the power of prayer and intercession to control what's going on. Second Chronicles 7:14 again. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. God will heal this land. Okay. Unrest because of political worldwide, actually, because they're struggling, and particularly it increases towards when you have a national election in any country. Biotrix summited. Then the other thing is, morality will collapse to a level where you will be stunned. The things that people are going to do now. Abnormality is the so-called normality or the new normality. I want to tell you something. The God of the Bible is still the God of the Bible. Amen. He has a door and He's command over that door. He'll stop that stuff. That won't come near heaven. Are you listening to me? Hello, Gail. Just like that. He'll stop that stuff. I don't have to go into that. I think all of you by now know this, the subject of immorality and the vulgarity and the abomination of Sodom and Gomorrah that brought down the fire of God. Don't you think God has changed? Don't ever think. The Lord our God is the everlasting God. Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can you say amen to that? God will take care of that. And so we leave that there. The other thing I need to tell you, which I must say here because time chases me terribly, I tell you people, is that weather will get worse. Not maybe the weather system, the global weather system, because of the global warming, I was looking at the figures and the projected figures that they have, the European commissions on the subject. I looked at their, uh, their figures. It will get worse. The weather is not going to get better. So we need to understand that we've got to adapt. It's very hot, but we are living now, what's it, 5,000 or 4,500 meters above sea level. What is it? Dus 1562 meter boos sea vlak hier waar ek staan. So we're living above sea level at the elevated level and here the air is cooler but woe to those that have to stay on beaches all the time because the time will come that it'll be unbearable. The next 20, 30 years this planet is going to be in another dimension. Fact. Okay. There will be um, a shaking unto translation and, and a transition that will take place. Weather, I spoke about. Prayer, I spoke about. 
but I'm so pressed with so many things. I want to give you, just say to you, take Psalm 91 with you for this new year. Skryf het neer. Hy wat in die skilplek van die allerhoogste is, sal vannacht in die skadewee van die Almachtige. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Okay, econo- economy. Economy is again a very clear perception. With the instability of political situations, even here, United States, India, you call it. When you have all these political parties, everybody's struggling, everybody's got a little thing, everybody's doing a little thing, everybody's trying to maneuver this thing, and some of them get rough on that situation. We look forward to a period if we do not pray. Everybody say if. We do not pray. There will be a period of turbulence. There is a shaking coming in the nations this year. More than 50 nations will be affected. There are many wars at the moment. There are so many wars, and that just is absolutely amazing. You look at the list of that. You look, you look at places like uh, Myanmar and all kinds of places where there are battles. I didn't even know there were that many. I have a list here that can tell you about those things. But moreover, when you look at the fact that there are so many wars, the Ukrainian war, Russia-Ukraine, and of course, we have got the one in Israel. Now, when it comes to Israel, let me tell you something now. In my book, this book, by the way, Little Falls Christian Center, formal, everlasting, prescribed book for everybody. Bible school or no Bible school, this is the prescribed book. Here it is. Amen. This is a beautiful one. This is a new one for the new year. Can you see that? Yiri book is ons constitutie. Case in point. Welcome to Little Falls No Compromise Christian Center. Give the Lord a praise offering today. Amen. Now, with that, I want to say to you that as we come to the end of the year, I don't think we want back anything concerning 2023. To me, it's like a done thing. I didn't even bother today to look at the news because I don't think there is any more news that we haven't seen before. You look at the stuff that's going on. And now this politician, he's now said, I think, if they say, I think, then I switch off. The off button is pressed right there. As a year dunk. If he said, well, you know, brethren, I want to tell you, I perceive in the name of the Most High God and His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, this journey is going to have a storm. Then there will be a storm. Then you sit up and you listen. But if somebody says to you, I think. And look at number one. How full of this is he up here and in here? Or how empty? We're looking at a year. And I want to get back to what I'm saying right at the beginning. This is the keynote here. Four is the door. Four is the door that can receive the entire church as they ascend the Lord to meet the Lord in the air and taken into the city of gold. I spoke ever so briefly. I wish I could speak faster, but I find myself, I can both, I both read and speak slower than what I think. So therefore, when it comes to a pressurized time period like this, it's, it's a thing. But in this year, God is going to give you a year that you will shape by your prayers. No question, it's the year of the prayer power. This is the year of unlocking the power of prayer in the church. He gives you a year in which, listen to these familiar words from the platform here at Little Falls. The future of the nation, of a nation, any nation is on the lips of a praying church of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the body of Christ. And in case you need reminding, our nation in the national statistics registered 85.3% Christian. Those are millions of people that said in the registry of the, um, not the election, but in the uh, uh, statistics, national statistics, it says 85.3% of this country ticked the box and said, I'm Christian. 
May God awaken that 85.3% properly, properly this year. So that they all may say enough. Now let's pray. Let's pray for this country. Let's pray and cut off all the spirits that we can list, we can discern, take authority, take power over them so that we can, you know what that scripture says, First Timothy chapter number two. I will in all men would pray and do petitions and intercessions with thanksgiving unto God. For this is the will of God, our Father, who wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. It says that you may lead a quiet and a peaceable life. The future of this country is, is indeed on the lips of the praying church. For me, I know tonight, because I, I can, I really, I've got so much material here, mark my intellect. But to me, this, if I look at this, this country, I have no fear for the future, and neither should you have. The prophetic word is there to encourage you, not to discourage you. That we're going to see further turbulent storms, I will not lie to you if I say I perceive anything else. Turbulence is created through situations, even poverty in the country, joblessness, economic woes and chaos, and all that sort of stuff. There's turbulence. But God is in command of the nations, of the earth. And if 85.3 of those people percentage points on the national statistics, just say, Lord, where would you like me to vote? You're going to see something, a shaking in this land like nobody's ever seen in any country of the world ever. It'll change everything. We need to start praying, church. We need to start praying as never before. I know one thing because I sought the Lord concerning all of you, and I say, Lord, what do I tell the people? Number one is, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not upon your own understanding. Deep in the night, I had two visitations from the Lord here in December, two weeks in a row. Deep in the night, I became aware of seeing a picture go in front of me. I'm going to close now. I'm finished now. I tell you this, just a vision. I see this vision. I see the world going on. I see battles. I see all sorts of stuff that goes on on the planet. And while I'm looking, the next thing I hear coming up from like you, from your diaphragm, from your heart, coming up, you become aware of that. You're looking and you're thinking, what's that? Out it comes, there's a word. And it says, teach my people that this year they must trust in the Lord. Hence, trust in the Lord. And then also, there's always power in the blood of Jesus under all circumstances. It will be well with you, my dear friend. It will be very well with you. He will take care of your health. He will take care of your finances because in the midst of whatever goes on on this planet, God takes care of His children. Doesn't matter. But we will pray as never before. We'll have through the night sessions, we will pray. We will take aim straight at those spirits that are thinking they've got this thing nicely under control. God is in control, not an evil spirit. Can you say amen? Give God a good praise offering, everybody. Amen. So say to yourself, I'm going to walk with God in 24. Say to yourself, I'm going to do my best to walk according to His Word. Say to yourself, the first thing that you must do is to see to your own condition of your mind, your spirit. Go higher in the spirit. Go to a new level. Elevate. Go through a, 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 a promotion, a spiritual promotion this year. Work on to walk by faith. But above all, do not Shoot yourself in the foot by neglecting your prayer life in the new year. And then read the Bible with it. But before you read the Bible, always pray first. So you get into the Spirit, then you understand the Word. Get into the Spirit, then you understand the Word. I always first pray and then I read. I don't read and then pray. First pray, then read. Because then I look at this book and everything is open for me. 
And so it's just the way it works. The spirit of revelation and, and understanding and revelation, knowledge in the knowledge of Christ Jesus our Lord, Ephesians 1.17. May God be with you in this day. I want you to bow your heads and let's do a consecration to God for the year 2024. You, in your heart, for you, for your house, for your children, for everybody you love, think forward of the year that lies ahead. Think forward of the year ahead of you. Make vows to God. Renew vows to God. Commitments and dedication. The Spirit of the Lord is upon us. I so clearly feel him here on this platform. Yes, Lord, we've, we've come through a year in which we've seen many, many problems. But there is light, says the Lord. There is light for my children in this nation. For I brought my people to this land, says the Lord. I brought my people to this nation. From all over Africa and from all over the world, they're here. They're called by name, by my name, rightly as you say so. They are indeed committed to me. Some have wavered. Some have withdrawn. Some have fallen back. Some have gone into backsliding. Therefore, says the Lord, retain. Repent. Repent of Shabbat. Tov Shabbat Elohim. Adonai Elohim Tsevaot. Return to the Lord of hosts, the Lord your God. Return to Him. For the Lord says, even in this night, I've come to strengthen you with my word. It'll be you and the just shall live by faith. For I will take care of you through every storm and every problem and every difficult situation that you may face. And moreover, I will give you the mind of Christ as is written in the Word. And you will say, the Lord has given me a solution. The Lord has not just given me a problem. He's given me the way out. And many doors of opportunities too has opened up to me. For in this year, I'm about to bless you, says the Lord. I'm about to bless you with peace. I'm about to bless you and promote you and carry you through to a level that you've never known before. And indeed, I stand at the door and I knock. And if anyone hears my voice, even in this night, I will come and sup with him. And I will tell my Father, and we will come and we will dwell with you. Every one of you, says the Lord, draw close to me, even in this night, I say to you. For the nation, this nation will need the prayers of the church. This nation in this year, so rightly said, is the year of prayer. This nation will come close and they will intercede they won't even know why, but the urge and the urgency and the fervency of the Spirit shall be upon them. They will restore the flame which I have put in their hearts. They will serve me with newness. They will serve me in my glory and in my power. And I will bring them to the place of peace, like it's written, to the place of the peaceful waters, because I am your shepherd and I take care of you. I'll keep away from you the wolves. I'll keep away of, away from you the serpents. I'll keep away from you harmful things. Yes, the predators of the night shall not come near you. No evil shall befall you. No plague shall come near your dwelling. Even come closer to me, says the Lord. I'm calling and I'm calling again. And I'm saying to you, if you commit yourself to me with all that you have and with all of your strength and all of your mind, I will indeed take you through this year. I've opened up a door for you. I've registered your name. I know that you're here. I've seen you here. I'm knocking at the door of your heart to a new commitment, to a new dimension. I will give you the peace that you seek, says the Lord. I will bring solutions that you did not expect. I'll give you a way when nobody else finds a way. You will know what to do. You'll have the wisdom of God. You'll have the leading of the Holy Spirit. You'll have the strength and I'll clothe you with my armor. And I will prosper you that you may be in health even as your souls prosper, says the Lord. Now stand up, give the Lord a praise offering right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord God of hosts, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray a blessing over your people for this year. I pray for them. I pray only a blessing. In the first place, the blessing of the mind of Christ and the wisdom of our God. Then I pray for understanding. I pray for the spirit of faith in Christ Jesus to be upon them. I pray that you keep them in health, that you preserve their families, you preserve their friendship circles, their friends, and save those that are lost. I ask you in the name of Jesus Christ tonight, bless them physically, spiritually, materially, and socially as they go their way. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be upon you now. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up His countenance over you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. In Jesus Christ's name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.